Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 766 of the Juicebox podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be speaking with Amy, an adult living with type 1. She recorded this right around the time of... um, I believe her first anniversary with type one diabetes. Amy lives in Canada, a Canadian, Canadian, she lives north of Minnesota and south of the uh, North Pole in Canada. I had a fantastic time talking to her. She taught me something about where she lives that I will never forget. And it's why the episode title is Rhymes with Fun. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This is me late at night, keeping myself amused while I record the bumpers. Are you a person who has type 1 diabetes and a U.S. resident? Or are you a person who is a U.S. resident and cares for someone with type 1 diabetes? If you are, bingo, you can go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and take the survey. When you complete the survey, you've helped people living with type 1 diabetes. You may have helped yourself, and you definitely helped me. Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Omnipod 5. Please go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box to learn more and get started today with the Omnipod 5 or the Omnipod Dash, which you may be eligible, that last part, the Dash, you may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? The podcast is also sponsored today by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. It is an absolutely delightful little blood glucose meter. How is it delightful? I'll tell you. It fits in your hand well. It's got a bright light. It's got a screen that's easy to use. And it's bonkers accurate. Accuracy, of course, being the most important part of this. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. My name is Amy. I am 31 years old and I am a type 1 diabetic diagnosed just about a year ago. Uh, April will be my one year anniversary. Diversary, whatever you call it. Well, I don't <laughs> call it anything specifically. People yeah. people do call it a diversary. Um, yeah. If I were to call that a diversary to Arden, she would definitely make a weird face at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I listened to her episode and I appreciated her humor. I really liked it. Um, I know some people were weird about it, but I thought she was great. Only a couple of people seem to not enjoy her. Um, I do think at some point she mentioned her religious beliefs and that, that threw a couple uh, of people off. But sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, she's 17. She's trying to be very um, honest and I appreciated that very much. Yeah, yeah. She did an awesome job. I thought so too. I keep trying to get her to come back on. And she's like, uh, and I'm like, no, just do it again. You know, so <laughs> I said, people really enjoyed hearing from you. And she's like, she goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to be funny. You know? um, anyway. Okay. So you're only... A year. Ooh, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You got you got kids. I do. I have two two daughters. Okay. How just how old are they? Uh, nine and three. Nine and three. You're married. I am. Excellent. Um, I just said excellent as if I cared if you were married or not. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I just think I said excellent because I'm like, ooh, she answered my question. Move on to the next one. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyone in your family have type one diabetes? No, uh, no, no one at all. Um, there is though some like Hashimoto's, my mom's got Hashimoto's. So there's other, uh, autoimmune stuff going on for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
how did you figure out you had type one? Oh, I had all of the symptoms. I was, um, I was really sick. I was, uh, you know, everything you can think of. I had it. I had lost a ton of weight. I was super thirsty, super hungry. I like my eyesight was blurry. I was out of breath. It was just, it was all of it. So, um, it was, you know, I think as we do as adults and as parents, we kind of like push things to the side, we explain it away. So I was diagnosed in April and it was for sure the December prior that I started really feeling like something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I was like, oh, well, I'm working hard. It's COVID. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask at work. Maybe I'm just extra thirsty from that. Um, <laughs> that would make me, you laugh. know, all of, yeah. all of the things. And then I was like, oh, I'm drinking so much water. Like maybe I'm just like losing water weight or like, I thought like, oh, sometimes that happens. Um, so there was all of these different things, but then it kind of really got to the point where I couldn't continue, um, just sort of making excuses. It was like, okay, clearly I'm not well. Uh, and you know, so I, I went to go get some blood work done, had to find a doctor. I didn't even have a family doctor. <laughs> uh, so I had to find a doctor, got blood work done. And thankfully, um, he, he did catch it right away. I had honestly gone into his office, like pretty much self-diagnosing myself. So I don't think he had to make too big of a leap, but yeah, I was in a, in full DKA when I was diagnosed. So it went on for quite some time. Wow. Oh, so you did figure yeah. it out on your own though. I, d yeah, I did. And you know, even like, I want to say two months into when I started feeling super thirsty, that was really my first noticeable symptom. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I had known sort of the symptoms of type one diabetes just from talking with parents and being in like mom's groups and stuff and seeing people talk about their children being diagnosed. So, um, I knew that extreme thirst was a symptom and I had kind of said to my husband jokingly, like a couple months after experiencing that, like maybe I have diabetes. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I still kind of thought like, oh, well, you know, you don't really get that as an adult. And I obviously don't have type two. I'm a very healthy person. Otherwise, you know, I eat well, I exercise. I don't have type two. I know that. Yeah. So, you know, and, but it was just funny then when it turned out to be true, because I had honestly called it months before. So, wow. Um, yeah, that's sucks. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, no. um, did you like get to your goal weight before you called the doctor? Because yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. think I would be like, I'm going to lose five more pounds and then I'm definitely going to go to the doctor. So, yeah. yeah, That's the funny thing is, you know, at first I was like, sweet, I'm losing all this weight and I'm eating so much. This is the best. <laughs> and then, yeah, then it kind of got to be too much. I was, yeah, for sure. Like uh, it wasn't, it was to the point where I would go buy new pants and by the end of the week, they wouldn't fit anymore. So. Wow. 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 Geez. Now I enjoy yeah. letting people talk through that because I think that there's just a lot to learn by listening to the, the stories people tell themselves while something's happening. Like you made me laugh by mm -hmm. saying like, I was thirsty because I was wearing a mask. Like everyone else was wearing a mask. Like I know, right? by that logic, we would have all been supermodels and uh, you know, and there'd be a, a, a water shortage because nobody could get enough water. We'd all be drinking so much water. Uh, but who knew that wearing a mask makes you uh, lose weight and just be super healthy by drinking so much exactly. water. And oh if, if that's true, by the way, I got ripped off. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I wore that mask and I didn't lose any weight at all. Um, but no, seriously, it's uh, I just like listening to people. It's just interesting to me. You know, like I figured it out, but then I thought, eh, well, that's probably not that because I'm not old enough to have juvenile. I'm too old to have juvenile diabetes and I'm not old right. enough to have type two diabetes and I'm not 
you know, out of shape. So that's all that must mean. And you just write things off and write things off so, so easily. It's just very common, yeah. you know, away from diabetes. We, we all do the same stuff. So, yeah. 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 And I have really narrowed it down to like, okay, either I've got type one or it's thyroid because lots of the symptoms are very similar. Yeah. Um, so I, that's kind of like what I was, you know, and I was sort of hoping, <laughs> I mean, I know you don't want either, but I was like, oh, well, hopefully it's thyroid, but, uh, you know, turns out I, I have both. So that's great. It's one of too, the, but yeah, I don't know what to call it. I, <laughs> I almost said like, I was, I almost said, well, now if I, now I have to say it, but I almost said that's like one of the bullshit things about autoimmune is that, that the symptoms are so common mm -hmm. through so many different issues, right? And it, mm -hmm. it it makes it incredibly difficult to figure something out because, you know, you're like, oh, I'm, my, my hair is falling out or I'm losing weight or I'm low on energy or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, great. Well, this could be any number of like nine things that I've heard people on this podcast talking about. You know, so yeah. when you're really trying to pick through it and you already know about, like, say you have type one and now you're trying to figure out if your, if your thyroid's a problem or if you have, you know, arthritis or any number of other autoimmune issues and it sucks. Yeah, it's hard, exactly. it's hard to pick, uh, pick through it all. Um, hopefully you'll never have to do that again. Um, did you start putting the, like, do you start doing the math? Like my mom has Hashimoto's, I have type one. Did you look at your kids and go, uh oh. So, you know, no, I guess I didn't, before a diagnosis, I didn't really make the connection between other autoimmune issues mm -hmm. and type one. Like I didn't really realize that that was connected. So all I was looking at was, well, there's no type one in my family. There's no, there's not even any type two in my family. Like there's no diabetes. So I was thinking like, how could it possibly be that? Um, and with my kids, like, oh, absolutely. When I found out that was really the only thing, like I had a moment, a very brief moment of being like, well, this sucks for me, but then it was immediately about them. And, and what does this mean for them? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I asked, I asked the doctor when I was diagnosed and he kind of said like, oh, it's not likely like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. basically just because, you know, you had them before you were diagnosed and he gave me a whole laundry list of reasons why it's, I really don't have to worry about it, but I think I've, you know, in my own research, I've come to realize that not that I'm sitting here worrying about it, but I certainly, it's a possibility. So, you know, they've both had their fingers pricked a few times and <laughs> so far so good, but <laughs> I understand. Well, I mean, you can't yeah. like, you can't live your whole life just, you know, wor mm -hmm. worried, worried, worried all the time. I, you could do trial on that or something like yeah. that. If you were really interested, you're in Canada, yeah. right? I am. Yeah. 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 They, I'm sure that happens. It works in Canada, doesn't it? It does. It does. I bet. Yeah. Sorry. I lost a headphone one second. No, you're fine. I don't know if that made a difference to you. Um, yeah, I was in contact with someone uh, with TrialNet. Actually, I was, we kind of have considered doing it, but we haven't decided yet. Um, the one thing that's kind of holding me back, and I don't know if it really matters, it's just my endo had brought it up. I asked him at an appointment what his thoughts were on it. And, um, and he said, well, you know, I think it's like, it can be good to find out that information, but then if your children end up having the markers that flags them um, as basically already having type one. And so then it's very hard for them to get life insurance. If like, say they might be diagnosed as an, as an adult later on, like I was. So I don't know if that's the case. I honestly haven't looked into it any further, but that, what he said there kind of is holding me back a little bit on doing it. Can so. I ask you a question? Sure. Do you have life insurance? 
I do. Oh, yeah. But you. because I got it before I was, when we, we were smart, we got life insurance when we were like 22 years old, my husband and I. So get you dorks. That's lovely. <laughs> it's just because we had a baby and we thought, well, now we have to be responsible for someone else too. Do you know what we did when we did that? We took a piece of paper and we wrote on the paper, if we should die, give the baby to this person and they can have our money. And we stuck it in a lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I don't have a will yet officially. That's something that I know I need to do, but no. we, yeah, maybe I'll do that version your version of a will yeah, i just thought like somebody will find us eventually save those kids you know um well years later someone will uncover this letter yeah yeah after arden's been living in a home for six years like oh she was supposed to go to their uncle how about that yeah <laughs> oh they were gonna give all their money to oh what a what a sad story you know i, I know we should do better at this point though arden's gonna be 18 in a couple of months yeah so we made it through um yeah you kind of yeah, yeah, you sneaked through that one. Yeah, let them fight over whatever's left when when I go. They yeah. can put like sticky notes on things in your house. This belongs. That to would me. be a sad weekend, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna take this lamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want this chair? No, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the rest of this crap out. Uh, we just, you know, we just did this with my mom. My mom mm-hmm. moved into a, a like an assisted living facility, and it was fascinating to see. She had, she had experienced a health issue and it was, it was fascinating to see what six months before she would have like fought you for. And mm. now she was like, throw it out. I don't care. Uh, it's just, what's, yeah. it was amazing to watch her, um, her priority shift. And, mm. um, it was really, really interesting. Like we had to like, sometimes we had to stop her. I'm like, mom, that's a hundred year old picture. Why don't you hold on to that? You know, like we'll, we'll keep it. You, you know, she's like, I don't have any place for it and I don't need it. And I was like, God. Ah. Look at look what happens when you you hit a certain age. You're just like whatever. I don't need this stuff. Um, I, I found sure. I found it kind of freeing. Like she was free, like free of ego, uh, even about herself. You know where she, you know six months before she would have been like, I don't want somebody helping me. You know she would have gone down that road. Now she's like, no, let them help. <laughs> she's like, I'm okay. Aww. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> don't worry, that's not gonna happen to you for a while, Amy. Don't get sad on me. We're okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. I unfairly know something about you that you didn't share with me in the... Oh. So can I ask about it? Sure. Sure. You're like, sure. What is it? (laughs) Well, now we know you're a decent person, Amy, because if you had any really weird things going on in your life, you would have been like, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we'll see. (laughs) You were like, yeah, no, sure. Um, Your job is interesting. Oh, yeah. But which one? I have two. Well, I was thinking of being a doula. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is interesting. Yeah. How does, how do you get involved in something like that? Um, I kind of just weirdly love the process of pregnancy and childbirth. And I had, you know, when I was pregnant and, and going through that experience with my two, I, um, just had very different experiences and sort of saw, I had a doula with my second, um, daughter Mm -hmm. and I saw the difference that that made in my experience, you know, during and after. So yeah, it was just something I wanted to pursue. And so I've been doing that for just over a year now. That's sort of like my little side gig. But um, yeah, I love it a lot. I work with a really lovely um, girl who's like my kind of business partner. And we we share our on-call days and stuff. So it's not too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. How many bursts do you think you've been around for in, in that year? Um, So I'd say like personally attended i think eight or maybe ten eight wow. between eight and ten i would have to count but we've 
together, uh, my partner and I have worked with, I think probably close to 20 clients now in this past year. So, wow, that's really something. How, yeah. how intimate does it get? Like, are you contacted very early on in the pregnancy or is it something people think about more towards the time they're going to have the baby? Um, yeah, it really depends. We have people who contact us like in their first three months of pregnancy and others who are, you know, a month away from uh, giving birth. So it just, yeah, there's not really any like standard. I'd say most most people probably contact us somewhere in their second trimester. Have you ever been involved in a birth in a blow up tub in someone's living room? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Please explain that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love home births. Yeah. No, it's lovely. We have um, like midwives here are provincially um, funded too. So you can, um, it's good and it's bad. It's good because you don't have to pay for it. But we, especially in the province I'm in, I'm in um, Saskatchewan and we have far too few midwives for the amount of people who want them so you would contact the midwives and if they have room they take you on as a a client or a patient I guess um yeah it's great I you know there's really no um I guess people used to think of home birth and maybe even I used to think of home birth as like this like radical thing um but it's really not that much different than a hospital birth if you don't have complications the midwives still have all the tools to to do everything you know they can still monitor baby's heart rate and yeah it's yeah. it's really nice i think it's a great way to labor if you're if you're interested in it well i mean you're not interested in it scott <laughs> maybe if someone else is interested can in you it. imagine if i shifted <laughs> if i shifted now i was like i'm gonna dump this podcast thing i'm really gonna get into home births i might be a doula yeah, yeah i think that'd be yeah. super comfortable for women if i showed up at their birth um absolutely yeah. well how, how do you i have one more question about that like how do you get certified or what made you a good choice for this yeah so it's like a it's just sort of like a course like an intensive sort of weekend course initially to do your um like support person your doula kind of certification but then um you can choose to do an additional like two-year um, I guess like official certification pro- process as well, where you're kind of monitored closely by um, an instructor. So um, yeah, it's, it, it's not like an intensive schooling for it or anything. So really a lot of people even choose to take the training if they're like, like men will take it sometimes if their partners are, are expecting and oh, they just want to be like a really good support. Um, yeah. It's, so, we don't do anything medical. So there's no like medical factor. Right. Um, yeah, but so what, what would you, how do you describe what you do? Like if I, if I called mm-hmm. you and I was like, hello, I need a doula. What is it you do? A, what would you say? <laughs> I don't know. Did you just make a pun joke? I did. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> That's great. Sometimes I get confused. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are there to be a support to primarily the laboring woman, but, or, or the laboring person, I suppose. And also the partner, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, if they like. So we do a lot of like um, pain management techniques. We'll um, do a lot of like preparation in the pregnancy on like, you know, creating a birth plan and, um, you know, even like a postpartum plan, talking about realistic expectations. We help like decipher medical terms or things that doctors and nurses are saying. So we can kind of explain it in like plainer English. Mm -hmm. Um, We can make sure that, um, our clients know like what all their options are. So sometimes things are presented to you in labor as if like, this is what we're doing now. A doctor or a nurse might say like, and now we're going to induce you uh, or something along those lines. And uh, you know, really that's usually the case is that you actually have a choice in that matter. So um, just sort of being like a second uh, voice for that laboring person and 
and making sure that they're making informed decisions throughout um, and helping their like wishes be respected. Very nice. Amy, can you please put episiotomy into plain English for me? How would you say that on the fly? They're going to cut your hoo-ha right now? Like, you know, that's not good, right? Where are you going with that exactly? How are you nicing that up? You're not. Well, you know, we talk, uh, that's honestly almost always a conversation that we have in pregnancy Mm because women are worried about that. They don't want an episiotomy. So that's something that really comes up. And, and truly now, I don't know what it's like in the States, but in Canada, for sure, like it's not commonly used. Um, it's, it should only be used for emergency situations. Um, it used to be really commonplace, unfortunately. So no kidding. yeah, Yeah. but we definitely like, that's a conversation we often have with the partner if you see those scissors come out, like I'm, or if I kick you under the table, like you have to say like, Whoa, hold on a minute. (laughs) I just, you know, it's funny. It's in my mind because Arden was hanging out with a bunch of friends last night and it somehow came up in their conversation. Like I was like in the other room and I'm like, what are these girls talking about? And you know, they're talking about like, we'd never want to have a baby because you know, they're like 17 and 18. They're like, I don't want anything coming out of there. And you know, like that kind of stuff. And one of the girls was just like, you know, sometimes they have to. And then she started explaining it. And then the rest of the girls were mortified. And oh, um, for sure. yeah, I was mortified. I'm, I'm telling you right now, that could never happen to me for a number of reasons. First of all, I'm well past childbirthing years, but the, the <laughs> but, but also I don't have any of the requisite parts. And it's yeah, more the, importantly, <laughs> it still gives me the willies talking about it. You know? Yeah. Like I'm like, oh geez, like oh. So anyway. All right, I'm For sorry. Sure. That was a weird left turn. But now, but now I do have one last question because you said I have two jobs. What's the other one? Yeah, <laughs> um, I own a, a like a book and gift shop with my mom. The two of us um, do that together. So, yeah. People have extra yeah. money for gifts in Saskatchewan? This is crazy. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, people have a lot of money for books right now over COVID. They, uh, yeah, people oh. have been reading a lot. So. Oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. Yeah. Now we've got all that out of the way. <laughs> we did. Yeah. So now you know who I am. I would love to listen to the podcast with people sometimes. Like, like you know, you know when movie makers make a movie and then they sit in the back and they watch other people watch the movie. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to like be able to witness people listening to the podcast because I mean, at this point now we're 20 minutes into this, Amy. And um, <laughs> we haven't really talked about your diabetes at all yet. And yet I'm fascinated. Well, so <laughs> we've talked about, episiotomies and and all of the things well, otherwise but. Uh, I, I, a little bit i kid but you know we figured out how you got diagnosed and how you figured it yeah. out and the process you went through um now i'm going to ask you um when you left the hospital what mm-hmm. was your understanding of management of type one mm-hmm. yeah so um that's a good question I love this meter and I can do the ad with my eyes closed. I'm closing my eyes now. The Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter is the meter I've enjoyed using the most since my daughter's had type 1 diabetes. Is that weird to say? I don't think so because I've used some meters before that were, uh, they, I hated them. These, this one, this one I like a lot. It's easy to hold, easy to use. Bright light for nighttime testing and a bright screen for nighttime viewing. The test strips offer second chance test strips, which means you can like hit the blood, not quite do it right, not quite get enough and go right back in and get the rest without ruining the test strip or the accuracy of the test. And by the way, since we're talking about accuracy, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter is so accurate. It's got like a lot of accuracy. 
And that's what you want really, right? This is a blood glucose meter. This is, <laughs> this is, I belched, I'm sorry. This is a blood glucose meter. It's not you playing darts at a bar for $3. You want this thing to bullseye, baby. Get as close as it can every time. Bada bing, bada bing, bada bing. That's what you're looking for. Contour is going to give it to you. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Head over there right now. See how inexpensive. Why are people calling me now? I'm doing something. All right. That was my fault. I did not mute my phone. <laughs> I might leave all this in. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Head over there right now. You can actually buy the meter online for very little. There's links to all kinds of places online that you can buy it. The test strips are incredibly accurate. I'm not kidding. It's my favorite blood glucose meter. It fits in your pocket or your bag. It's super easy to carry. You really should check it out. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. And to the good people at Ascensia, I'm sorry about this ad, but I still think people are going to go check it out. So I guess we'll have to see if I'm right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Omnipod 5 automated insulin delivery system is here. It has arrived. It exists in your stratosphere, universe, right around the corner from your house. Omnipod 5 is the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with the Dexcom G6 CGM. And it uses smart adjust technology to automatically adjust your insulin delivery every five minutes, helping to protect against highs and lows without multiple daily injections. How about that? Every five minutes is thinking about you, so you don't have to. That's pretty great. Omnipod 5 is currently cleared for people with type 1 diabetes, ages 6 and older, and all you have to do. And you have the option to control it from a compatible smartphone. Omnipod 5 is also available through the pharmacy, which means you can get started today without the four-year durable medical equipment contract that comes with most insulin pumps. Even if, and listen to this closely, even if you're currently in warranty with another system. Hmm, that's cool. To get started with the Omnipod 5, all you have to do is go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. For full safety, risk information, a list of compatible phones, as well as clinical trial claims, data, go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's pretty cool. Oh, I got time left. Hey, uh, if you don't want an automated system, go check out the Omnipod Dash. Same link, omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. That'd be crazy. Uh, I have to say now, shoot, I ran out of music. Uh, who cares? I already belched in the Contour Next ad, so uh, I have to say what I have to say. I have to say for full safety risk from Nope, that's not it. I said that already. Uh, oh, get a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. Uh, nope, oh, I already said that. Hmm. Wait a minute. There's definitely something I'm supposed to legally say. <laughs> um, I think I said it. Did I say it already? Uh, no, I said it already. Right? Yeah. For full safety and risk information, free trial terms and conditions. Those are the words I didn't say. Free trial. All right. Okay. Fair's fair. I said for full safety and risk information, a list of compatible phones, as well as clinical trial claims data, go to Omnipod. But I did not say for full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions. Also visit Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Well, now I've said it, so everybody should be happy. Except for you, who had to live through this, and I, I apologize for that. Anyway, let's get back to Amy now.
I left the hospital with pens and um, so with Humalog and, and Traceva pens and a meter. Um, my understanding was that I took this amount of Traceva once a day and I was on a sliding scale for Humalog. Um, but I knew that a carb ratio was coming. However, they wanted me to sort of keep a really good log for about a month so that we could figure out what my ratio would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, I had a, an awareness of pumps and CGMs. It was kind of talked about with me in the hospital, um, but I didn't have one yet. I got a Dexcom like very soon. We have, you know, actually I've been pretty fortunate. We have a, I have a really good endo and his team of, of educators are available, you know, by phone, text, all of that. So I, I think it was not even a week after leaving the hospital that I had a Dexcom. Um, so I had that, but yeah, you know, my understanding was basically take insulin for what you eat. Uh, it was definitely a little bit more on the like play it safe side, better high than low. Right. Um, yeah. What, what made you pretty, pretty minimal at that moment so so now i'm aware that you're in the private facebook group and Mm -hmm. i actually like i do my best to keep up with it i want to say that but some things stick out to me more than others i have no way of knowing why you you know what i mean like in my mind you and this is crazy your name is spelled a little differently and, yeah, it is. And so it, 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 for some reason, my brain remembers it. I look up at it, like your name looks like an image to me. I don't know how to explain this to people, but there are 23,000 people in that group. And, <laughs> you know, there are some names that they roll in front of me. And I'm like, oh, I know that name. And then my brain associates it with something. And then I look and mm-hmm. it's just a weird thing. You know, I can't, I obviously can't. Mm-hmm. I think there were like 120 posts in there yesterday. So, yeah, I'm not aware of yeah, I'm not aware of all of them. Um yeah. but having said that, like I associate your name with with somebody who's trying really hard and having success. Do you yeah. feel like that's going is that about true of who you yeah, are? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And even like, you know, to circle back to your understanding of diabetes when you left the hospital, I think my understanding in a greater sense was a lot more than what they taught me because I am definitely a person that you know does tons of research and and seeks out that info on my own so I you know had I think I've even found the podcast like before I left the hospital Hmm. Um, I didn't start listening to it yet but I was aware of it at least and um, you know had followed a bunch of people on Instagram and read a bunch of things so I, I kind of already knew like some of the things they were telling me I was like okay that's not right though or it doesn't have to be that way like I but I didn't know how to get to that point. Um, But it didn't take me long for sure. You know? Um, Yeah. I, I was diagnosed with an A1C of seven, I think it was 17.4 or 17.1, something like that. It was really high. Wow. Um, Yeah. Uh, And by, I guess, was it three months later? Yeah. Three months later, I had my A1C down to five, two. So um yeah, I think I'm doing quite well. I've just switched to Omnipod now from NDI, uh, just about two months mm-hmm. on that. And it's, I'm still doing like fairly well, but I'm definitely, I know I haven't figured out my rates and my ratios properly. It's, it's close, but I, I haven't quite figured it out. So I'm still playing around with that a little bit, but right. yeah. No, it's astonishing. Like you have like, you know, you 
I first of all, thank you. I appreciate you being so involved in the site and you know sharing things with people. It's really terrific. Um, but like I have, you know, I feel like I've seen posts from you where they're about like, hey, look at this meal. Like, can you even see where it is on my graph? And you know, like down to like, look at my A one Cs. Like, you know, doing mm-hmm. so well. And you're not. It's not boastful. Like nobody. I, I listen. I I I feel weird that I even like backed up to like do an apology tour on this idea. But for me. I think people sharing their success is a great mm-hmm. way for people to be a, a, a hopeful light for other people who don't have that success. I know some people think, you know, don't tell people how well you're doing. It makes other people feel badly. I subscribe to the idea of you don't just say, hey, I'm doing great. and You're not like, nah, nah, like, you know, but here, this is like, let a conversation roll out of those posts. Like, how did you do this? How did you, you know, how did you keep that from spiking or, you know, what do you do? And mm-hmm. I think that's how people learn. So when people like yeah. you come along and, and share stuff like that, it's very, very um, valuable in my opinion. But yeah, um, thank you. no, no, I, I appreciate it very much. You don't have to thank me. I was thanking you. Did you, did you not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do. I agree though. Um, I've seen a bit of both just in different people I've followed on Instagram, especially, you know, I think the people who have had diabetes for longer, um, tend to have that idea that like it's sort of a faux pas to share your A1C or um, talk too much about your successes without like also talking about how terrible it can be mm. and you know like personally I had to leave almost every other like Facebook group that was centered around diabetes because other than yours because I just found it so negative like it was just so many people like oh well that's just diabetes and like you know it was but yet here I am and I I can appreciate that I might still be experiencing some honeymoon, you know, maybe, but, um, still like, I'm like, well, there's this whole group of people who are not doing it that way. So I know that doesn't, that's not how it has to be anymore, you know? So, you know, to, to go off on this for a minute, I don't think of those people as bummers, right? Like, I don't think of them, I don't think of them as people, not that you said they were, I'm just expounding. Yeah. 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 Like, um, I don't think of them as people who just want to be negative. I think that they have been introduced into a world that is not easy to navigate, that most of them were probably not given good tools or good explanations, and then they Mm -hmm. were left to flounder. And now all they can believe is what they see, which is that's just diabetes and this doesn't work. And, you know, just because you got lucky and your blood sugars, like, you know what I mean? Like there's that vibe that you got the good kind of diabetes and they got the bad one. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that their body acts differently than yours does or whatever the feeling ends up being. And I've seen enough from adults who sometimes have had diabetes for decades and and struggled for decades, find the podcast and not struggle anymore. Like I, I believe that the possibility is there for everybody. I don't know if you'll, if everyone's in the right headspace to take a hold of it, or you know, if they have the right um, home life, or you know, even financial ability. Sometimes you know, to to yeah. really do the things that um that kind of need to be done. But it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, on some level, I think everybody can improve if they just understood the game they were thrown into. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it, it's a it's an unfair situation. It's almost like you're thrown out on a football field in hockey gear. And, uh, you know, you're like, I keep getting tackled and I can't run. So you're wearing skates on grass. And, um, I think that's how diabetes can feel. Sometimes they just don't, you know, you don't have the right tools. So Mm -hmm. anyway, how did you, well, how did you figure out, like, what did you, 
I don't know what the question should be. It's like, what made sense to you that led to all of this? Like led to having success, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think I, so when I was diagnosed, my A1C was so high. I was like feeling like terrible, like a, I would just felt like garbage for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of right from the start kind of had more of a fear of highs than I did of lows. I, I never really had that like hypo anxiety, um, more so it was like, I don't want to be high because I don't want to feel like I did before, right? Like I felt so terrible. And I do, I, I feel if I get, you know, I don't know what this is in um, American terms, uh, like anywhere over like an eight, 8.5. It's, you know, I feel thirsty and tired and just all of those things again. So um, that was kind of always where I was coming at it from. And um I started listening to the podcast pretty early on and I started from episode one. I honestly like constantly was listening to it while I was doing other things. Um, and I think that I just, it, it made sense to me that what you were saying about being bold and, you know, just like little bumps and nudges. And I wasn't really afraid to give myself like just little micro doses of, of um, insulin throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was on pens, it just didn't really bug me. So yeah, I think I don't know. It it just totally made more sense to me to aim for a regular person's blood sugar levels. Um, yeah. I've kind of always been like a perfectionist, so uh, I guess I wasn't really willing to settle for anything less than that. Well, um, eight eight point five blood sugar, by the way, for people in America and other places, uh, is like one fifty three. So yeah. yeah, when you get over that, you don't like the way it feels. Yeah. If I mean if it just like sort of goes in high fives and comes back down, but if it if I hover there longer, or if especially if I get into like the double digits, you know, into which would be like a two hundred plus, like I feel terrible. So um yeah, so I really try to avoid that and kind of have from the start. So Okay. Uh well um, Yeah. Hold on a second. So I'm orienting my mind. I don't know what happened. I just like looked away for a second to look at that number. And then all of my thoughts escaped out of my eyes. It felt like, I was like, yeah. where did all my thoughts go? Um, so you don't subscribe to any specific diet though, right? Like you eat pretty, no. like just regularly. Absolutely. Yeah. In the beginning, for sure. I tried to eat a little bit lower carb. Like I, you know, found breads that were lower carb or, you know, I, I think I was, especially before I had my carb ratio, I was really trying to stick to like this many carbs per a meal so that it would not send me crashing low with the sliding scale they gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but once I got my, my carb ratio, for sure, I, I eat whatever I want, um, you know, within reason. I, I've always been a healthy eater, but I certainly am not low carb right. um, at all. Yeah. And you said that you're not you're not so much scared of low blood sugars. Have you ever had a low blood sugar, like a, a frightening? Yeah, one? I've had a few. Yeah, definitely a few. Um, like more recently, I found since starting the Omnipod, I think it's just the way my body is is reacting to using like Humalog as a, a basal insulin. Um, it's just absorbed differently. So I'm still just sort of trying to figure that out. I've definitely been low more than I'd like Um in the last month or so. So yeah, I've definitely had like moments where I've had a scary low and certainly I can see how that anxiety would come into play. Cause 
you know, I would be lying if I said I wasn't like, I never thought about that again. And, or, you know, there's been maybe a couple of times where I've given myself a little bit less insulin than I think I need, um, following those sort of scary moments. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for the most part, no, I'm not. I, I have the Dexcom. I watch it carefully. So I think that is a huge factor. What do you call low? So low for me is anything under 3.9, which I think is like. I got it. 70. 70. Yeah. yeah. But pull- like, that's like a mild low. Like sometimes I'll let that ride out. But then if it's like a straight arrow, right. But right. Um, anything under a probably anything under like 3.5, which is hold on. I'm going to do it. 63 60. where are you doing it at you're so quick <laughs> a calculator times eight so it's whatever like my number is times 18 amy ask gives me you ask me where i'm doing it on uh where oh juiceboxpodcast.com yes yeah, says juiceboxpodcast.com there's a link at the top that says a1 cm blood glucose calculator and that's how <laughs> i was doing it good job amy thank you <laughs> sorry you just gotta plug the website that's all i don't care if you do it with a calculator or with your fingers just mention that it's on the website Okay. You listen, Amy. Come on. I do. I do. I have questions. You really went back to, so you went back to the first episode and started listening to this podcast. Are you caught up? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Bless you. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) So joking aside, because I feel like people are hearing me say like, wow, Amy gave me 650 downloads, Um, which trust me, there's a small part of my brain that is doing that right now. But the other part of my brain is that I've long believed that if you just listen through the podcast, you could put mm-hmm. your A1C in the fives. Absolutely. Yeah. And I listened to, for sure, like the pro tips and, and de- defining diabetes, those are helpful. Absolutely. But I feel like by the time I got to those, I had almost already heard all of that information just in the conversations you have with people. So I find those, you know, episodes like this just as valuable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, when you listen through, there's little pockets of, you know, great information throughout all of them. So. So the um the pro tip episodes and that kind of stuff I'm opening up my phone hopefully like it won't make a bunch of noise. Um they exist for this exact reason. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at a message that I got last night um which I won't identify the person obviously. But they start <laughs> off very nicely asking like, you know, is there suggested episodes list that could be helpful, which I take as meaning I don't want to listen to your whole podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And then I scroll a little bit and I was like, yeah, have you tried the pro tip series? And, um, you know, then it becomes, can you please tell me what numbers those are? And then you mm-hmm. realize that there are some people who just aren't going to do any of the work on their own, but it doesn't mean they don't deserve good health. You know, maybe, right. she, maybe this person's busy or, you know, has a, a thousand children. I don't know what their deal is, but then eventually they get down to like the real honesty of it. And they're like, you know, I send the link and the answer is thank you because I really do not have enough time to be looking through your podcast or listening to anything that's not exactly what I need. And so I agree with you, by the way, and I did it on purpose. Like if you listen to the podcast, you'll just know how to take care of your diabetes. But I Mm -hmm. added the pro tip series and that other stuff when I realized that there were going to be some people who just for a number of reasons weren't going to have the time to listen through. And then I think once the podcast got into like the 200 episodes I was like, what am I even asking of people? You, you, know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, yeah. and that's when that's why you see the the first pro tip pops up around 210. Um, but and you can also see how agile you can be with an organization if you don't have to ask 17 people in a meeting 
what we should do next. You know, I just mm-hmm. looked up one day and I was like, we have, I have too many episodes at this point to expect everybody to listen through all of them. I have to condense some of this information in a certain place. And um, that's when I went from helping people who had the time to listen to a podcast to helping people who had the time to listen to a podcast and people who did not have the time to listen to one. Um, yeah. And I think that's when it became more valuable. And now, of course, having this conversation, I think that I want to say the pro tips started in 2019. Mm. But ironically, I'm the worst person to ask about the podcast because <laughs> I'm busy making it. I don't, I'm not a great historian about it, but I'm going to look that's real good. quickly. Uh, also, like, what year is it even? Do we? None of us know yeah. at this point. Yeah. So that first pro tip went up in February 2019. And I think today, episode four, hold on a second. Today, episode 642 went up. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, you know, I think what you did will work. Yeah. And, um, but I, I got to the point where I was like, I don't imagine everybody can do that. So anyway. Yeah, for uh, sure. But I appreciate it very much. My big listening times are cooking. I go for like a run or a walk with the dog or grocery shopping. That's like nice. where it all happens. And you have two jobs. I do. And maybe, two children. Maybe I should answer this person back and said, Hey, Amy's got <laughs> Amy two jobs. Amy can do it. Yeah, Amy's doing it. <laughs> don't, don't cop out on me. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's, I mean, honestly, joking aside, the podcast is big enough now. Like if, if you can't listen to 650 episodes, it, it it doesn't hurt me. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, yeah. I wish you would. And I think there's something in every one of these that's mm-hmm. that's fun or valuable or entertaining or, you know, educational somehow. Um, you know, like one went up today with like a mother and, and son. I and, saw that. I yeah. haven't listened yet because it came up right while I was like sitting here waiting. To talk to me. <laughs> for an hour. Well, guess what? Six months from now, somebody's going to be waiting to talk to me and yours is going to pop up in front of them. So oh, um, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I I just think that it's um, it's it's too easy to say to people, well, if you put the time in, you know, mm-hmm. then then you'll get what you know your your hard work will pay you back. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have to work hard to figure things out, but not not so much that if you don't have the time, that that's an actual impediment from you getting to the information. That's yeah. that's not fair and and shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I know I've I've heard it so many times come up in conversations on the podcast too. Like most people that you speak with in the medical profession who are helping you with your diabetes don't, I mean, they don't know you really well. So they don't know that you're a person that, you know, wants to maybe do better than whatever the norm is. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, even stuff like I've had to follow closer um, with my CDEs over the last couple months since starting the Omnipod, there's a, we have a provincial pump program mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan that covers it for, um, you know, anyone with type one, which actually was approved the, like the month I was diagnosed. So that was lucky. Um, but in order to be approved for that, you have to do a three month trial. And in those three months, you basically have to prove that you're like making the effort and, and, you know, having appointments and all of that. And so I was having a meeting with my CDE just the other day. And uh, every time I talk with him, he's like, oh, I noticed that you like, you, you know, you say you set your Dexcom alarms like quite low. Like, 
you might want to consider putting that up higher so it's not annoying you all the time like and he keeps going like oh you know keeps saying like once you're out of honeymoon and I like truly I think I am out of I don't think I really have much of a honeymoon like I've you I, know I think Amy your good control is the only thing he can imagine yeah yeah he and he keeps kind honeymoon. of like right he keeps kind of saying like one day that's going to get really annoying. And it's like, but no, I like, I want it to be annoying so that I can act on it. Like, I'm not just going to, you know, so I just, it just irritates me. And it's like, well, what, what do you do? I'm not going to. Can't argue sit with here and, Right. Yeah, exactly. I just go, okay. Yeah. Sure. I would imagine that you have like, so you don't think you're in a honeymoon, right? No, I think maybe in the beginning a little bit. Um, but I never had like, like I was taking quite a lot of insulin right from the start. Um, and I never had situations where I just randomly would be low all the time without right. explanation. Um, and I've like, especially recently, like I don't have any free foods, <laughs> like even things that are zero carbs. I need to take something for mm -hmm. pretty much like I can't eat like a pepperoni stick without needing at least a little bit of insulin. So I don't think I'm in a honeymoon anymore at all. No, but it's funny because you've mentioned it a number of times, but I don't like from the outside looking in, I'm like, I don't think this person's in a honeymoon, but then you yeah. finally said it like you're the physicians telling you you are, but yeah, but, they keep. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm going to tell you that the reason he thinks that is he, right? The reason he thinks yeah. that is because he doesn't see graphs like yours unless the body's yeah. helping. Right. So yeah, you're going to prove him wrong. He's going to shut up about that one day. Or, yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you, yeah, like, stop. Why don't you tell him? Why don't you just say, hey, I yeah, don't I believe should. I'm honeymooning. I just think I'm very good at bolusing for my meals. Yeah, I did. You know what? That was like my driving force. I had, um, you know what? I guess my when I said my 5-2 A1C was three months later, it was six months later because I had an appointment between those. So every three months that I think my first one after diagnosis was 6.2 or something like that, which is still quite good. But mm -hmm. I was like, visibly upset about that at the office and my endo was like you seem disappointed <laughs> and I was like yeah you know like I'm aiming for a five five and he basically was like all right like pretty much said like good luck like you can but that's not very realistic and then the next appointment he remembered that I had said that and uh, we were just kind of laughing about it I have a really great endocrinologist I, I quite like him but we were yeah we were giggling about it because I said I told you I was gonna do it did you, get, did you get a little pat you on the head situation when he was like, we'll say, yeah, like almost yeah, kinda, like, you don't, like, yeah, like you don't understand. Yeah. Uh, it felt a bit like that. Like, oh, well, you know, you'll, yeah, you should that's a very realistic goal. I think we're going to find these tables <laughs> turned pretty soon, buddy, where you're going to be the yeah. one who sees and I'm going to be the one patting you on the head. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. no but he was, I mean, I think after seeing me a few times, he kind of, he, I think he kept referring to me as type A. He kept saying, um, a lot of my type A patients <laughs> tend to like to do this or this. So, do you see know. yourself that way? Uh, no, I mean, in certain situations, yeah. But I'm also, I can be quite impulsive with things, which I think sort of lends itself well to diabetes management. Well, my question is, is do you think you're doing well with your diabetes because you have a driving force inside of you that won't let you rest about anything? Or do you think you just have found a way that works? Yeah, it's a combo, but more that I've just found a way that works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I'd be concerned that people who are like sitting around right now going like, I'm more of a go with the flow person. Like I can't do mm -hmm. this, but you could, I, I mean, yeah, I don't want to like, you know, go off on a tangent, but I will for a second, you know, 
there's not a whole lot to this. Like, no. The longer I do it, the more I realize there's just not that much to it. You, you know, like you, you got to get your basil right. You have to pre-bullish your meals. You have to understand the difference impacts of different foods. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got to stay a little flexible afterwards because things aren't always going to go right. And, you know, I might add to that later. You probably need to understand the impact of fat and protein, you know, on, on your blood sugar. Um, yeah. But it's not some it's not something it's not calculus. You know what I mean? Like diabetes is portrayed as this, um, you know, alien calculus that none of us can understand. But mm-hmm. it's not like that at all. Like, I don't even think about the math of it. It's all about yeah. timing and amount and staying ahead of the blood sugar, um, not chasing. It's super kind of intuitive once you see it. You just have to see it work, right? Like after it happens and you're like, oh, that went exactly the way the guy on the podcast said it was going to. And then you <laughs> then you can be like, I could probably make that happen again. Is that about your expectation and, and your experience? Yeah. And, you know, in some ways, I think it probably is better to be a go with the flow person because you do have, like, if you're too stuck in, oh, well, this, last time it was this way, right? Like, then oh, yeah. I think you can't, you have to be a bit of both. You can't, you can't be too rigid. So yeah, I don't think like, I don't think if you're a go with the flow person that you can't do it. Yeah. I I think it was just kind of like the way he was viewing it was that I needed to like have control of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's what he was seeing. Well, I'm um, doing what and you're probably do- truthfully. He probably thought I was like driving myself crazy to get those results. I'm not. In fact, I think about it less when I'm doing well. Yeah. No, that's his improper interpretation of diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a completely like go with the flow person. I don't have Mm -hmm. much rigidity about me at all, especially around this stuff. And I'm as good at it as I think anybody could possibly maybe be, you you know, Mm -hmm. and and so I, I just want people not to think that um. That if you're not of a certain brain, you can't do it because that's not true yeah. either. I, I, you know, I mean, the truth is, I think you said it a second ago. If you're too rigid, that that'll make it more difficult because if you're in this, if you're in this headspace that like, look, I weighed this food. I always feel yeah. I feel bad for the people who live like like travel with a scale to a, like a restaurant or something. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. weighed this food and damn it, this is forty three carbs, and my yeah. and my meal ratio says this and it didn't work and that I think must be maddening because it feels like you've been told the answer and the answer is wrong mm-hmm. um yeah and, you know whereas if you listen to me what I'll tell you is you know put in the amount that you need and then yeah. if it doesn't work figure it out you know next time make an adjustment and you'll see eventually it'll just work out really well that's it yeah you know it must sound so trite to people who don't listen to the show I imagine. I apologize to those people. I'm not making light of diabetes. It's really difficult. I'm burdened by it just like everybody else is. Um, but there's a way for yeah. it. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a way for it to, um, for people to have that, that kind of experience that you just talked about. Cause I think the, the most important thing you've said in this last hour is that when it's going well, it's less work. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's going well, because of the effort you put in up front to right. stay ahead of it. Is that all right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, I hear you say things like that, like just, well, like one day it will just not feel this hard, you know, <laughs> like, and uh, I think there's probably a lot of people who have been diagnosed for a long time and it still feels that hard because they've never really been presented with the information to be successful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, 
really grateful that I found the information that I needed and found the podcast and, you know, didn't get stuck in that because certainly there were a few, like it wasn't long. I want to say there were a few weeks where I really was like, well, this is my life now. And like, I'm never going to eat pizza again and I won't do this anymore. And um, yeah, I can see how it would just sort of feel so restricting and like, you know, like you have shackles on almost. Yeah. Well, I listen, I'm happy. Hold on a second, please. I said Saskatchewan one too many times and something got caught yeah. in my throat. Oh, you, just wait till you hear the name of the city I'm in. Oh, will you tell me? You don't uh, want to. Oh, well, I will. All right, You'll laugh at me. Have you heard it? Maybe you've heard of it. The city I live in is called Regina. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah. Canadians. Like, how did right? someone not hear that and go, hey, we probably shouldn't call it that because it sounds a like, lot like vagina. <laughs> let's at least pronounce it regina no it's not yeah you know, i never understand like did they not have someone like me in the room when they were making the sign up <laughs> you know because i would have been like hey guys real quick that sounds like vagina maybe we should do something else <laughs> you know i mean is, unless that's what we're going for and then yeah let's keep well, going named after some someone of british royalty a princess or something yeah. i think sure great and a hundred years later, you live in vagina, so that's yeah, not right. helpful. <laughs> they call it uh, they call it the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> Is that what that's, they say? That's truly a slogan. I didn't make that up. That's an actual slogan that they they say about this. <laughs> well, as a heterosexual man, I can't agree more. What do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got me off my thought there with that, but uh, sorry, no, no, don't, don't don't be sorry. <laughs> I really believe that the amount of effort up front is so much less than the amount of effort it takes if you ignore up front. You know, yeah. if you just pre bolus your meals, like Jesus, like you know, mm-hmm. you, you want an A one C in the sixes, pre bolus your meals. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you get your basil right. What does that mean? It means you're not getting low all the time and having to feed the insulin, feed the insulin, or you're not riding high all the time and always bolusing. Just get your basal right. Um, Mm -hmm. Doctors don't talk about that like it's important at all. They almost talk about basal insulin like it's a throwaway. And, um, you know, here's your basal insulin. We we did a calculation. You're probably 11 a day. We'll we'll adjust it. it. Yeah. That's basically just like you take this so you don't go into DKA. Like that's what it was explained to it to me as like this is just so you always sort of have something and you're not gonna like get back here again yeah and a person who would say that to you um either doesn't understand the bigger picture doesn't care about it or it's just lazy i don't know which it is Mm -hmm. you know but such an important tool and then nobody tells you how valuable it is and now you're suddenly you know i don't know if you could roll around all day with three or four units of uh, basal insulin too much or too little and both are going to cause you a different problem too much. And, you know, you go into your doctor's office and you're like, hey, I can't lose weight. I have diabetes. And they'll say to you like, oh, yeah, insulin will put the weight on you. But that's right. not true. Calories puts weight on you. But if yeah. insulin's constantly making your blood sugar low, then you're constantly taking in calories. And then they go, oh, it's the insulin. You, you know, right. and you're like, no, it's not the insulin, you moron. It's the you didn't give me enough. You, you, yeah. like, like you didn't give me enough information. You just, you, you randomly picked this number. You're making me low all the time. I'm eating constantly. And, and 
And when that happens, you don't see it as eating constantly because you see it as saving your life constantly. You see it as a medical intervention, not as a right. not as a food choice. And because it is. But, you know, just make the basil right and that doesn't happen. And the, the reverse of it is, you know, not enough basil. Blood sugar is high all the time. You eventually you get fed up. You bolus a whole bunch and you make yourself low. And then you eat a bunch of food, make yourself high, get frustrated, bolus a bunch, make yourself low. All that is from basil, you yeah. know. So, all right. Well, I, I can yeah. only say so much common sense on here, Amy. And then yeah. <laughs> it just it gets to be too much. What made you want to come on the podcast? Um, This is going to sound really weird. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Okay. I don't know if I have a true reason I so when I started listening to the podcast like pretty much right away I was like one day I'm gonna be on this podcast and I just like thought it to myself and I was like yeah I'm gonna be on this podcast one day that'll be fun and so then I just reached out to you and you're like yeah here you can book a time on here I think you said but like I can't get you until March and this was maybe like last summer yeah and I was like yeah okay cool if you want, it's March now. If you want to be on now, I think it's December. Yeah. yeah. Like every day I'm like, I record the show like every day at this point and, um, yeah. and we're booked out that far. Um, so I'm just fulfilling like a, like a prophecy. Just making you feel good about your thoughts. Is that all this is really for you? No, no. I just thought, you know what? I, I like talking to people and I, yeah, I just thought it would be fun to come on and, and chat with you about life and diabetes. And I just, to me, like those are the episodes that kind of mean the most to me and that I get the most out of is just these like back and forth conversations where, you know, people might say just in passing, like a little sort of tidbit of something that I find helpful or can relate to. So I agree. Yeah. I, I'm a podcast person to begin with. So I agree with you. I would rather pull gems out of a conversation than be talked at for an hour which mm-hmm. i think is even why i had trouble even making the pro tips very like they're not super you know what i mean like if you if you put a company or a hospital in charge of making those pro tips they wouldn't sound the way right. they sound coming out of my mouth because i still want them to be conversational like i just don't yeah I, the bullet pointing thoughts into people's heads i i don't find to be a great way to communicate with people um I'm waiting for someone to come on one day and offer themselves to me somehow. Like as a, I don't even know, like, hey, Scott, I really appreciate this. I'm going to come to your house and clean once a week. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, if I was single, even sexually, Amy, you know what I mean? Like, hey, but no, none of it ever goes that way. And by the way, sometimes I got off of, are you giggling at me? Thank you. Oh, you love the podcast, don't you? Oh, this is nice. I do. (laughs) I laugh all the time when I'm listening. Like my husband will be like, who are you listening to? Probably that podcast guy. Again. Hey, tell him to learn my name. Have a little respect. And uh, yeah. so, <laughs> no, um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, rec- I was recorded with a person the other day. We got all done. I thought it went really well. And it ended. And they go, uh, hey, can I just tell you something real quick? And I'm like, sure. And then they like passionately spoke about what I meant to them for two minutes. And oh. while they were talking, all I could think is, no one's hearing this but you and me. <laughs> Couldn't have said that on the podcast. Oh, what are you on. doing? It's like, I didn't want to embarrass you. And I was like, no, let me be embarrassed. Like, it would be nice. <laughs> I just, uh, I said afterwards, I was like, look, 
I have a podcast. I was like, if I'm having a conversation, it's not being recorded. It almost feels like a waste of time at this point. You know, like, <laughs> I, I need you to say that while I'm recording you. Uh, but it was very nice. And uh, listen, to their point, actually, was kind of nice for me, too, because I do realize that some of my embarrassment comes from the fact that I know someone's going to hear it later. And mm-hmm. so I could just let this person just tell me how they felt. And I could accept it nicely and 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 say thank you and and have like a normal conversation about it because I don't care how good of a job you think I do with this podcast. When you're being recorded, you're aware you're being recorded. Yeah, yeah. So it's it does it does change you a little bit. Like I stopped myself five minutes prior from making the joke about someone offering themselves sexually to me, and then I while you were talking, mold it over in my mind to make sure that that's something people would hear the right way. Because obviously right. I don't think that, you know, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think course. that should happen. Right. Like it's a preposterous idea that sounds funny. Then you say sex and sex is funny and blah, blah, blah. Like I don't have to explain a joke to people, but, um, but when you're being recorded, you really do. Um, you think twice about things you say, you know, and you're, and trust me when you're just freewheeling, I think it's more valuable. Mm-hmm. So I do my best to to go free, but there's times when I'm like, oh, anyway, yeah. I don't know where that all went, but well, I, yeah. yeah. And I think like people who listen regularly get your sense of humor and the people who might have that moment be the one off time they listen and might be like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? It is. It has happened. Like I know there are, for a fact that people sometimes just pick the wrong episode to start with. <laughs> Cause you imagine yeah. if you just came into <laughs> this one and you're this far in, you're like, there's this guy, he doesn't have diabetes. He says he's so good at it that people should offer themselves to him sexually <laughs> as a thank you. I think this guy sounds like a jerk. And I got to admit. There are if, children that listen to this podcast. If, if you heard that out of context, I think I might agree with you, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you know me a little bit, you'd understand I, I'm joking. And and by the yeah. way, kids do listen to the show, which is tough I for know. me because uh, I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only, I can only be yeah. myself, but I, I'm assuming they either it's okay with their parents or their parents right. don't know what it's all working out, one or the other. I have no idea. And, like, really, if they're listening, they're probably, like, at least old enough that they, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Can be no. a bit mature about I have a, I have a photo on my computer somewhere of um a little kid, like, in a car seat, holding a, f- a phone up to their ear, listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it, it's accompanied by a note, which I don't have anymore. I wish I didn't. I wish, of all the things I wished, I wish I could pay somebody to do a better, like, to do a better job than I do with my correspondence. Um, uh. But I remember this note where the the mother and her friend were in the front seat. And they're talking and laughing. They're just out driving. And this young kid, like four or five, six years old, I don't know, in that range, shushes them. And says, I can't hear the podcast. And Aww. she's like, she was listening to your podcast. And, I, and, I, and so I responded back and I'm like, really? And, you know, I'm like, and she says, yeah, she's like, she's learning about her diabetes from it. And I'm oh, like, that's wow, so that's insane. You know? So anyway, what so one, one person can't just like make, I would say, no, I'm married, Amy, but it would still be nice. Don't you think? If, yeah. You know, <laughs> just to feel wanted. Or if one of you in grades would name your babies after me, that's, yeah, right. you know, just one. I, so far I got a dog, 
which I appreciated. Yeah. I have a number of license plates throughout the country, which I think is very nice. Um, and yeah. someone did name their their child Arden. I was just gonna say I saw that yeah. recently, but that that's just, nice. That just made Arden upset. So. <laughs> Oh, did it? <laughs> She's like, that's my name. <laughs> she, she goes, what if everyone starts doing that? I'm like, everyone's not going to start doing that. Calm down. Oh, um, Now you've made her name the most popular name in America. No, I don't know about that. But I just want one baby named Scott. Like, was it that hard? Yeah. Or what about one of you who've already just named your baby Scott and it wasn't after me, just lying to me and saying it was? Like, wouldn't that be right. nice? If the timeline lines up enough. Why not, Amy? Why not do a nice yeah. thing for me? That's all I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You have no idea. I would tell people for a week if that happened. Oh, I know. I know you would. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. be so thrilled. Longer. A week. A week, a month, a year. Years. Ten years from now in the one last time. episode of the podcast, <laughs> I'd be like, that's oh, the last one. Let's go over everything. Uh, the, the last episode is you speaking to the Scott that you were named after. Whoa. Oh, Amy, Full you're circle. good at this. You're very. Thank you. All right. So listen. So what does that mean? <laughs> Somebody's got to get to it right now. It's a, it's 2020. What is it? 22. You're right. I do not, not know what year it is. 2022. So if you make a baby <laughs> right now, if you stop listening to the podcast and have sex right now, we could have a Scott in nine months. There then the kid would have to be, I mean, I could probably, yeah. and then the kid would have to get diabetes, right? Or no, not necessarily, well, I guess. No, I think yeah, you're not right. necessarily. It would be the cherry on top, but you know. <laughs> What a weird, what a weird statement from you, Amy. That what we really wish for is that a baby gets diabetes so it could be on a podcast later, and it would be a better story. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> All right. So Amy's not wishing diabetes on hypothetical children, but no. um, so I think this is like a ten year plan, right? I could have a reasonable conversation with a ten year old. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody get to it then. What am I like? Like I'm done. I can't have more kids. Yeah. I'd drop that if I don't tried look to, at me. Oh, if I tried to raise another baby, I think it would kill me. And what, like, yeah, well, I'm just too old. I kind of feel the same. Yeah, I need to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, and also like, yeah, like now, I mean, especially for you, but for me, like now, even with a three-year-old, like I feel like we're at this time where like sometimes it's quiet for like fifteen minutes, and you're like, "Ooh, this is nice." <laughs> <laughs> But then we got a puppy, so that's like gone now. Amy, you listen to the podcast. I told you not I to know, get a dog. I know. Could I know. Could you just listen? No, no. I love dog. We already had a dog, and then that dog died, and so then I felt we there was like an empty space for that. <laughs> we needed a new dog. You could have got an ottoman. You know what I mean? I should. Should have. Yeah, something yeah. nice to put your feet on would have been lovely. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should have? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, kind of Amy's bucket yeah, list I, is over then, I guess. Right. Yeah. I didn't have like a specific point. It was just like fulfilling my life's purpose to be on the, what, on el- the what else is on this bucket list, Amy? Because it sounds sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Be on a diabetes podcast. Um, I want to go to Ireland someday. That's on a bucket list. Okay. I don't know. Seems I haven't doable. really like given that too much thought. Me either. I just want to get these kids out of college. It's yeah. So, it's so tiring paying for college. Oh, my God. I Yeah, God, I can't imagine. Yeah. We've got enough saved for both of our kids to go to school like one semester. <laughs> both kids one semester. You Pretty ma- much. That's all you get. <laughs> make them fight for it. Have you considered like that sort of yeah. a thing? Like a blood sport yeah. situation where you tell them, look, we only really have enough money to send one of you to college. Fight to the yeah. death. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> go, go for it. I'm banking on maybe university being free by the time they go, but I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like a little Saskatchewan, like squid game situation where the kids have to get oh. through a bunch of different, I don't know. Oh. I, all I what can would tell they you have is, to do? I don't know. through a wheat field. You have wheat in Saskatchewan? Oh, hugely. Wheat fields all around. Canola, wheat. That's, that's all about it. Really? Well, mm-hmm. you guys know, I just assume you live on a sheet of ice. So I don't know, really. Yeah. Well, I kind of do right now. It's, insane but oh well yeah i can't live there i'm sorry although i would love to live in vagina that'd be nice you would yeah Yeah. and it gets really hot in the summer but the winter is is terribly cold amy i just need you to tell me that the place you live gets really hot in the summer and i need you to use the name but i need you to use the name of the place yeah (laughs) yeah regina gets really hot in the summer thank you i appreciate that (laughs) a little bit sweaty sometimes sometimes you get a little sweaty in Regina. It gets a little bit sweaty. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just need an episode title and, you know. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be it. No. <laughs> Did you say no? You don't want it to be that? Yeah. I mean, it can be. I I know you're just going to name it whatever you want. So it's all fine. It can be whatever. But uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, this is the episode title, isn't it? Yeah. I knew it in my head. It gets a little, <laughs> it gets a little hot in Regina in the summer. Regina gets hot. In the, I think I'd, I'd have to pare it down. Just Regina gets hot in the summer. Well, I got to be honest with you, Amy. That's going to be the title of the episode. That's, I apologize. Yeah. But there's, it's all good. I, I like it. There's no way it's not going to be that. Like I, I'd have to sell the podcast to someone else who would then rename it. There's the only way it could happen. I would never, in a million years, not make it that. Uh, I really appreciate this. Everyone else who's thinking of coming on, this is the level of um, effort I need from you. Yeah. Okay. Amy, Amy has <laughs> done it today. Yeah, she told told a good story. She was honest. She came up with a title, even though she didn't know she came up with it. She did. Uh-huh. I just had to lead her to it a little bit. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, Amy, you're a delight. Thank you Fair. so much. Oh, thank you. That was so much fun. I appreciate that very much. Tell your husband to learn my name. I didn't like it when he said the I, guy. Well, I will. All right. Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> a huge thanks to Amy for coming on the show and sharing her story. I'd also like to thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash, and remind you to go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box to get started today or learn more about the Omnipod 5 or the Omnipod Dash. I also want to thank someone else. Oh, I remember. It's the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. It really is a super easy to use, super easy to hold, incredibly accurate blood glucose meter that is inexpensive. Contour Next dot com forward slash juice box you will not regret it it's simply the easiest decision you can make today uh, right next to getting an omnipod thanks so much for listening i'll be back soon with another episode of the juice box podcast